the Old Testament, Epistle, and the Gospel will be read from the Christian Standard Bible. The Collect and Psalm will be read from the Episcopal Church Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. The Old Testament is from Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Now listen to what the Lord is saying. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your complaint. Listen to the Lord's lawsuit, you mountains and enduring foundations of the earth. Because the Lord has a case against His people, and He will argue it against Israel. My people, what have I done to you? Or how have I wearied you? Testify against me. Indeed, I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from that place of slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam ahead of you. My people, remember what King Balak of Moab proposed, what Balaam son of Beor answered him, and what happened from the Acacia Grove to Gilgal, so that you may acknowledge the Lord's righteous acts. What should I bring before the Lord when I come to bow before God on high? Should I come before Him with burnt offerings, with year-old calves? Would the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, or with ten thousand streams of oil? Should I give my firstborn for my transgression, the offspring of my body for my own sin? Mankind, He has told each of you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you to act justly, to love faithfulness, and to walk humbly with your God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for the day is Psalm 15. Lord, who may dwell in your tabernacle? Who may abide upon your holy hill? Whoever leads a blameless life and does what is right, who speaks the truth from his heart. There is no guile upon his tongue. He does no evil to his friend. He does not heap contempt upon his neighbor. In his sight the wicked is rejected, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He has sworn to do no wrong, and does not take back his word. He does not give his money in hope of gain, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things shall never be overthrown. The 
epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18-31. to 31. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is the power of God to us who are being saved. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will set aside the intelligence of the intelligent. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the debater of this age? Hasn't God made the world's wisdom foolish? For since in God's wisdom the world did not know God through wisdom, God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of what is preached. For the Jews ask for signs and the Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God, because God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, consider your calling. Not many were wise from a human perspective, not many powerful, not many of noble birth. Instead, God has chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God has chosen what is insignificant and despised in the world, what is viewed as nothing to bring to nothing what is viewed as something, so that no one may boast in His presence. It is from Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom from God for us, our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Gospel is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you, and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice, because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord.
On January 31st, we celebrate the life of Samuel Shoemaker, priest and evangelist, read from a great cloud of witnesses. Born in Baltimore on December 27, 1893, Samuel Shoemaker was a highly influential priest of the Episcopal Church and is remembered for his empowerment of the ministry of the laity. While attending Princeton University, Shoemaker came under the influence of several major evangelical thinkers, among them Robert Speer and John Mott. After college, he spent several years in China and came under the influence of Frank Buckman, founder of the Oxford Group, a group initially oriented toward the personal evangelization of the wealthy and influential. Although he would eventually break from Buckman, aspects of the Oxford Group's approach would influence Shoemaker for the rest of his life. Training for the priesthood at General Theological Seminary, Shoemaker became an Episcopal priest in 1921. After a brief curacy and further involvement with student ministry at Princeton, Shoemaker was called in 1925 to become the rector of Calvary Church, New York City, a post he held for 16 years. During his tenure, Calvary's ministry grew exponentially, largely through Shoemaker's ability to hold in creative tension the power of personal evangelism and giving authentic witness to one's faith while remaining faithful to the liturgical and sacramental traditions of the Church. Two significant movements, Faith at Work and Alcoholics Anonymous, have their roots in Shoemaker's work at Calvary Church, New York. Faith at Work, founded in 1926, grew out of Shoemaker's passion for personal witness in the workplace. In the 1940s, the movement became increasingly ecumenical, and many of the leaders of spiritual renewal in mainstream American evangelism have connections to Shoemaker's Faith at Work movement. Also during Shoemaker's tenure at Calvary, New York, Alcoholics Anonymous was founded. Although Shoemaker did not create AA, his work provided the foundation, based upon principles he learned earlier from the Oxford Group, for the recognition and flourishing of the movement. Much of the teaching upon which AA is built bears the unmistakable influence of Shoemaker, who is generally regarded as the spiritual mentor of the movement. Later in life, Shoemaker served as rector of Calvary Church, Pittsburgh. He died on January 31, 1963, in Baltimore. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for the vision of Samuel Shoemaker, who labored for the renewal of all people. Grant, we pray, that we may follow his example to help others find salvation through the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ our Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm.